Go Dukes. Go Dukes. You're listening to Irrational Confidence, a weekly conversation about technology, entertainment, sports, and all sorts of other randomness. This is episode number 19. I'm Nicholas, and with me as always, the boy wonder to my Kate Crusader, Brandon. What is up? Did, uh, hey, man. Did you know that life is like a hurricane? He- uh, I did know that, yeah. Here in Duckburg? <laughs> Race cars, lasers, airplanes? It's a duck blur? Uh-huh. It is. Should we have gone with that for the intro music? Well, you, you know, on this episode tonight, you never know. We might solve a mystery or uh, or even rewrite history. <laughs> it, could, it could happen. <laughs> I've got no words. Uh, hashtag DuckTales. DuckTales. DuckTales forever. I like it. Uh, so we've got a fun little episode today. We've got uh, an episode chock full of news and follow-up. Boom. With, uh, chock. We may, we may or may not get to an agenda, but that's okay, because, you know, our news and follow-up alone constitutes probably what most people would wish our episodes would last. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Who needs an agenda when you've got this uh, much quality news and follow-up? Yeah. We don't really have an agenda. We we, we nary a get to it anyway, at least, you know, with after about 45 minutes of news and follow-up, our listeners... We do have are... the word agenda on our agenda. <laughs> But nothing written there. But nothing written Excellent. under it. I, I couldn't. I I couldn't take it away. It's like it's a part of the production notes. You know, it's like hey, there's a template we follow. Yeah, you know, I don't want to stray from it. <laughs> we, the formulas worked this well. <laughs> I mean, we're at episode 19. <laughs> I mean, I'm not oh. gonna I'm not gonna mess it up now. You can't argue with success. Exactly. That we have that much we have. Cool, man. So you what's wanna... uh? So what are we starting off with? Oh, you know, we got some big news. Well, big news. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I heard it in the, the intro there, right? Yeah, you did. So yeah, I guess did. maybe, you know, the cat's out of the bag or the, the, the dog, is, the Duke dog is out of the bag, as it were. <laughs> the Duke dog is out of the bag. Your JMU basketball Dukes have won the CAA basketball tourney. Excellent. Boom. They beat Northeastern 70 to 57. Mm. So, mm. you know, what we've learned here is that when uh, all the good teams leave the CAA, there is hope for JMU. So we can win. <laughs> so with uh, with VCU moving to the Atlantic Ten, who actually also won their uh, tournament, so they'll yeah. be going to the NCAA tournament as well. So I'll have both of my my college alma maters uh, represented in the in the big dance. So mine um, as well. Although I did take one class at John Tyler's. So ooh, oh, jury's still out there. <laughs> no, it wasn't John. It was uh, J. Sarge Reynolds. Oh, okay. Uh, you're excellent. Well, that's that's upgrade. Hey, I get my they community look, college. They look mixed. down. Jay Sarge looks down on John Tyler. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> There's low class. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Hey, my my mom went to John Tyler. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's always there's always an exception to the rule. You can't argue with the results. There you go. So yeah, they uh, they won the tournament uh, last night, and I didn't watch it. We had some friends that went. I didn't. I couldn't really, find I, it on television. I had to watch what, it through, like, I got the score center updates, uh, watched it, like, through the GameCast. Yeah, I just, yeah. They actually, I, I was searching for it in DirecTV, and I found it to be aired tonight at 7 o'clock. And I was like, oh, sweet. I was like, awesome. Yeah, that's really going to help me. That's helpful. Now, yeah, not so much. 
the can I be honest for a second? I'd like when you I to. first heard that the Dukes were in the finals, um, I really thought it was the women. <laughs> I did too. I thought it was the women's team because the women's team has actually been good lately. And well, as long as we've ever known about, you know, we've never known JMU yeah. and and been associated with them. I mean, it's always been the women have, has been the better squad. I mean, I know exactly. when we used to we would volunteer concessions uh, for the basketball games. You wanted to work the women's games. Oh, I loved working the women's Heck games because yeah. you got much, you, many, many, many more people. Exactly. You made you made yeah. more money and had more fun. Uh, you sold more nachos. Well. I don't know if I'd say had more fun. Cooked more hot dogs. <laughs> oh, you were on hot dog duty? See, I did the nachos. Everyone loved it. I'm a nacho guy. I, see, I was... I, okay, you're talking about when we used to volunteer, right? Right. Okay, I'm talking about when I actually worked concessions. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, one of us here actually worked concessions. Yeah, the people who Which, volunteer look down on the people that actually worked it. I, I have to say, if... if What? <laughs> I have to say, if you get a chance to work concessions at JMU, do it, because it's like... The easiest job in the world. You basically just stand there and and tell other people what to do. Did you have have to wear a hairnet? I did not have to wear a hairnet, but I did, after the football football games, have to clean the grills that they cooked all the burgers on. Oh. That's not fun. Nice. So. Is that where you got your mad grill skills? I did get some mad grill skills from that job. I can I can cook the shit out of some stuff on a grill. <laughs> just well, see, I had to work the baseball games, and when you work the baseball games, you basically work by yourself, and you're running the register and selling stuff, and you're cooking everything at the same time. So you have to be able to multitask. Mm, there you go. Yeah. So well, you know that's right. that's helped you later in life. So that's a skill that it that's transcended. That's a skill that's <laughs> transcended hot dogs at at the at the baseball field. Yeah. I got it on my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> you're on, so, you're on uh, LinkedIn? Yeah, the, the, Whoa. <laughs> no, I quit a long time oh, ago. Okay. Uh, they, the JMU Dukes, the men's team, to be clear, won the tournament. They're going to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 1994, and selection day is this Sunday. Talk about uh, if you you know looked at any of the other scores from the weekend. I mean, they... They uh they slipped right on in there. They beat William and Mary uh seventy two sixty seven on Saturday and then Delaware fifty eight fifty seven. These are some powerhouse teams. To to get uh to the final game yeah, powerhouse. To get into the final game and beat Northeastern from uh which I think we uh passed. We walked by Northeastern, didn't we? We walked right through the campus. We didn't did we? on our way to Fenway. Yeah. From the uh from the T station to Fenway Park. Yeah, I would not want my daughter going to Northeastern just based on nope. that walk. Yeah. <laughs> Not, Definitely not, not the best part of town to put a college and or a historic ballpark. You pretty much do not want your children going to a school near the fence, which is what what did they tell? It's like rape central in there. Yeah. And you could tell, I mean, there was like this, you'd walk through these areas and there's this not marshy, but it was like just, you know, these empty fields of overgrown grass and fences. And you're just like, yeah, downtown. In a city. Yeah. Bad stuff happens there at night. I can just tell. Yeah. Do not. Go in there. Yeah. So anyway, they uh, like you mentioned, they pulled through seventy fifty seven. Uh, they got out to a, a big lead, which helped because in the second half, uh, Northeastern they got outscored in the second half. Yeah, they, Northeastern went on a twenty five eleven run to start the second half. So it was uh, you were getting a little worried, even down to the last four minutes or so. They were making a little run there. I think they were down to about nine or ten points uh, of a lead, and uh, but just I think their Northeastern's top score fouled out. I read. And so mm-hmm. I think it was all, uh, all all done after that, and then uh, Duke Dog uh, celebrating on the streets of Richmond. Duke Dog. So there we go. So welcome to the tournament. 
I, I do want to say just for completeness sake that uh, the recording of the fight song that you heard at the beginning of the song of the uh, of the podcast here that is the the full MRD marching band, not the pet band, because the only recording I have of the pet band is on an analog tape, and I don't have a tape player. So, what year uh, did you pull that from? The pet band or the, well, the, the, no, the MRD the, one, the one that I used, right? The the real that is from. The year 2000. Ooh, okay. So it was, I was concerned a little bit. You said you were going to put one in there that we both played in, and I was going to yes. see if you actually you, could get that correct. I did. You and I were both on that recording. There you go. Way there to go, go, buddy. And many of our, li- almost all of our listeners. <laughs> yes, very true. So, very true. Yeah. It was a good so, year. It was a great year. And that, I think so that, was my, so that was my last year. Yeah. That's you know, all I did it two years. I, I said peace out after Greece. Was that my last year? No. Did I? I think I did one more, and then I, in my fifth year, I worked concessions. Yeah, so I think you did one more yeah, after that. Makes that makes sense. Yeah. So there you go. Um, go Dukes. Go Dukes. Okay, on to more news and follow up. This is kind of a big story. Well, we got some baseball stuff. I know we've been we kind got of a quiet. lot of baseball stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So Mariano Rivera, famed, f- sure to be first time Hall of Famer. Closer for the Yankees has announced he's going to retire at the end of this season. And then sign a one-day contract with the Red Sox? Uh, somehow I don't think he's going to do that. Oh, okay. Uh, Buzzkill. I kind of don't think he's going to want to do that. <laughs> uh, just to give you an idea of how dominant this guy has been. He's an, he's an amazing uh, pitcher. He Well, first of all, he said he's going to retire. He also said that he was going to announce this last year. But he got hurt uh, in May. He uh, it was his ACL, I think, right? Yeah, unbelievable injury. Like, like, how right does that knee. happen? I mean, he was shagging fly balls out in the, out in the outfield, yep. and like jumped for one and came down on his knee weird. Um, but yeah, he so he's going to retire last year. But being out with the knee injury, he decided that he would do one more year. Um, this is an interesting thing I heard on. I can't remember where I saw it, but it was on Twitter. Uh, more men have walked on the moon. Twelve men have walked on the moon. Then have scored on Mariano Rivera in the postseason. Eleven men have scored on Mariano Rivera in the postseason. Mm. It's just crazy town. If that's so, if you believe that we walked on the moon, just saying. If you believe just saying that, that that was true, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to go by what we know, and I, what we know is we don't know. You know, our, <laughs> REM said, "If you believe, we put a man on the moon." I go to Michael Stipe for all of my <laughs> astronomical truth finding. <laughs> Uh, he has 42, not Michael Stipe, Mariano Rivera, has 42 playoff stays, <laughs> which is just crazy. That would be awesome. If, he has how many Michael saves? Stipe, he has how many saves? Michael's at 42, he which should is just, also which is his, his number, number, right? So they should just stop. He shouldn't pitch anymore. Yeah, he's. I, I believe he is the last active player playing 42. Wow, he is. I believe. He is, because he was grandfathered in. Yeah, he was in before they retired it. Um Michael Stipe has considerably less postseason saves than Mariano <laughs> Rivera. Uh, he has a career. These are career stats, mind you. Over his entire career, a 2.21 ERA, which is insanity. His strikeout to walk ratio is 4.04 to 1. And he is, as of right now, has 1,119 strikeouts. And check this out. This is crazy. He averages less than one base runner per inning pitched. Wow. Less than one base runner per three outs. Pretty good. That's, that's what insane. you want. That's what you want in your closer. 
But um, but my favorite uh, anecdote about Mariano Rivera is he blew two saves to Boston I was gonna, in the two thousand four ALCS. Yeah, except you didn't want to measure closer in two thousand four. Two blown saves. Yeah, that was crazy because you. I mean, we pretty much not only did we write ourselves off after those three games, but even coming back, you know, once Mariano was in there, I mean, you knew he comes in and you're like, well, this game's over. Yeah, it's done. It's done. Although, it, you know, he's he is dominant, and he's he's dominant against the Red Sox. But the the only team that seems to be able to consistently, not consistently, but more often than other teams, get to him is the Red Sox. And I don't know if that's because of pressure, the rivalry. I don't know what it is. But did we see him pitch? Um, in two thousand seven, I'm trying to look at. Uh... I want to say I can pull up that game if you like. Yeah, I'd love for you to pull up that game. I think it was this game, April twenty. Was it no? Was it April twenty second? It was the. It was the Friday. I think it was the twenty first. Friday. I think it was April twenty first. April twenty first, two thousand seven. As most of our listeners know, Nicholas and I took a jaunt up to. This is exactly what people are. (laughs) We took a jaunt up to uh, good old Boston, Mass. Wicked Pissa. And uh, watch the Red Sox take on the Yankees. And I was just trying to figure out, I know that um, who was pitching, was it, I don't even remember who, Schilling was pitching that night, wasn't he? I think Kurt Schilling was pitching. Then he started. Right. All right. I was just wondering to see, here's the game. Uh, Okay, you got it. 355, does that sound right? I guess it was, was it a Wednesday, a Friday afternoon game? I thought it was a Friday night. Yeah, so maybe it was the 20th. I'm going backward, back in time, like day by day. So it's probably try April twentieth, two thousand seven. This is this is just thrilling podcasting right here. Who was pitching in that in that game? That's what I'm saying. I got according to the. Uh, we're gonna cut all this out. Okay. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, looks like Andy Pettit. No, wait a minute. What is this? Oh, God. I do remember Pettit pitching at least one of those games that weekend. Well, Rivera got tagged with the loss. Look at that. Yeah, that's right, because he came back from behind, didn't we? He blew the save. Yeah, there, here's the game. Yeah, here's the, yeah, here's the game. So, yeah, Pettit was a starter. Um, was that the, the, the game that Sunday was the four home runs in a row game? Yeah, but so the game that Friday, if you remember, we were down, let's look at this, three, four, five to two going mm-hmm. into the, or actually six to two because they scored one in the eighth. We were down six to two. We scored five runs in the eighth. Remember, we were standing. Yeah. We stood through the whole we, bottom of the eighth and through the ninth inning and then obviously didn't have to play the bottom of the ninth. Um, that was a crazy Because we ended up winning seven to six. So, yeah, uh, and our, our boy Hideki Okajima got the save. I do like Hideki Okajima. Yeah, Okajima got the save. Rivera was tagged with the loss, and Kyle Snyder got the win, which is funny. Wow. Yeah. So he's now in the where are they now file. <laughs> so interesting, interesting anecdotal. We did not see uh good old Rivera pitch, unfortunately. So um yeah, well, I guess so we did I guess, he's retiring. Well I guess I just we did I guess we did see him pitch if he got tagged with the loss, right? So Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's just my inefficient Sky Mall. Don't worry, I'll cut that. My out. Sky Mall plague brain that you will un, you will <laughs> learn you will learn more about in a second. But uh Oh sweet. But yeah, so we did see Mariano Rivera pitch. We see him did you pitch buy the, the Bigfoot? You bought the Bigfoot, didn't you? Shut up! You bought the life-size Bigfoot. I'm telling Kat. Okay. Hey, I'm a, I'm a Prime member. <laughs> I'm a Prime member. Two days. Sh- free shipping. I got that shit for ship for free. <laughs> Two days. All right, so more baseball news. That was, that was the... Uh, 
quality baseball news. Now we got some uh, humorous baseball news. Oh, okay. Yeah. Our favorite Red Sox reliever, Alfredo Aceves, got tagged in a brawl in the Canada-Mexico World Baseball Classic game. Okay, so what, what does he? What country does he play for? He plays for Mexico. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, Alfredo Aceves, <laughs> not a Canadian. Um, he's got a bit of a temper on him. Okay, so here's the scenario: Canada. His, na- is up his by, name. His parents named him Alfredo. Like, come on, get, cut him some slack. Maybe they like cheese. Sauce. He's got. He's know. got some pent up aggression there. Yeah. So he he's known as a kind of a temper guy, and he does weird stuff. Canada is up. Uh, there, uh, it's the seventh or eighth. I can't remember. I didn't watch the game. I just saw clips of it. Um, Don't lie. They're up, but they're trying to run up the score because in the World Baseball Classic, it's not just. I think it's a double elimination, but it also factors in how many runs you score. And because of that, there's a mercy rule. So you know, if you score too many runs, then the game is over, and and that's it. So the strategy isn't you know you get four or five runs up and then you hold serve. It's basically you score as many times as you can, regardless of what the score is. So knowing those rules, uh, the Canadian team had uh, bunted a guy on, um, even though they were up by like six or seven runs, and the Mexican guys did not like that. And let's see who who was it. It was uh, Arnold Leon. Leon was pitching for Mexico. Uh, Rene, there's a Canadian. Rene Tesori was was hitting. Uh, Leon threw two really close pitches, like right inside. And then the third pitch tagged uh, Tesori Tesori on the back. Bench is clear. There's a big brawl. That's when Aceves comes in, runs in. And is trying, I forget who he was trying to hit, but it's like six or eight Canadian guys swarm him and like throw him down and start hitting him. He didn't even get any punches in. He just got the shit beat out of him. So there you go. This is, th- this is thrilling. Yeah. I'm at the, I'm on the edge of my podcast seat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you are. So our buddy Alfredo Aceves, Red Sox reliever, got the crap beat out of him by a bunch of Frenchy Canadians. Yeah, there you go. You know? Yeah. I thought so, Canadians were, all like neutral, you know. I think they were. I thought they were pretty neutral people. I, th- you know, what I think it is. Here's my theory: they're neutral when we they have us as a buffer between them and Canada, and then between them and Mexico. Ah, okay. So they we weren't between them. So it's like so it was fair game. It's like a proverbial monkey in the middle. Yeah, yeah, monkey. In the, we're, so we're, wait, the, we're the monkey. We're, we're the monkey. Yeah. So See, do you think about on. think about that. For, think about that for a minute. <laughs> And, apl- and apply that to the current issues in our government with sequestration. <sighs> we're, go- we're going. My mind. We're going deep right now. We're going. We're going deep. We're going deep. We're going deep. Oh, we're going deep throat. Wow. So yeah, he's back in in Red Sox spring training camp. He's got bumps and bruises and scars and stuff on the side of his head where he got beat up. Eh. Kind of humorous. Yeah, it's actually. kind of funny. He got beat up by Canadians. I mean, got beat up by Canadians. You can't say that about everybody. I mean, it's that's a rarity. No, he put that on his resume. Yeah, he, he put it on his LinkedIn profile. <laughs> uh, then one I other gotta, piece. I gotta of, look and find out about this LinkedIn because it sounds like no, it's. You, you really don't. It's like the latest really and greatest don't. thing, huh? It's neither the latest nor the greatest. Okay. Um, one other piece of pretty humorous uh, baseball news I found out today this afternoon. Your friend and mine, Mr. Manny Ramirez, was signed to a short-term contract with the EDA Rhinos 
in the Taiwan Professional Baseball League. EDA? EDA. I don't know what EDA stands for. I didn't look it up. I figured it didn't matter because this league is so amazing. They have four, count them, four teams in this league. Apparently, they used to have nine teams, but there was a big cheating and uh, embezzlement scandal, and five of the teams got dissolved. Well, there you go. So Manny fits right in there. He fits right in. This is quality baseball he'll be playing. They signed him to a one-season one contract, and the season is March through November. He'll be making $25,000 a month, which sounds like a hell of a lot of money. For like if For us, that would be a lot of money. For Manny, it's about one one-hundredth, about 1% of what he was making at the height of his MLB career. Mm. You know, during the height of his MLB career, you know, one thing I always said about him is he kept it classy. He did always keep it classy. No matter what people say about him, he always kept it classy. Why run all the way to first when you can just go about halfway and then keep it classy walking the rest of the way? Well, why wait to the end of the inning and go to the bathroom in the dugout than then just go behind? Skip into the monster and pee in there. Yeah, why not? I mean, that seems like a good idea. What could happen while you're in there? Nothing. (laughs) Wow. Classy guy. And he'll be playing for a classy a organization, a classy organization, the EDA. Well, now they deserve each other. Good for, the, yeah, good they for them. Good for them. All right. That's all I got in baseball, my friend. All righty then. Moving right along. <laughs> yeah. Man, we are flowing. <laughs> we are flowing. We're in the flow. We're feeling the flow. Feeling the flow. Doing the bull dance. Up and down and around. Feel the flow. Bags are packed. Send him home. <laughs> Send him home. He just wants to go home, Nicholas. All right, moving now on. Watch uh, that movie. Did you check out? So we finally got a uh, first look, as it were, of the final season of Breaking Bad. Is this the thing that uh, Aaron Paul tweeted out? Right. So this is well, this, yeah. yeah, this is the part two. So the first one he sent was this. Oh, I didn't see part two. Well, no. So part one was the parody that he sent out about the like nine, like the nineties. Oh, did yes. you see that? Then I did see both. Okay, yes. so that was like the nineties parody. Of the guy, you know, that was pretty funny. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, but then now that they put out like a, it was like uh, it was like picket fences. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, or uh, Saint Elsewhere or something like that. <laughs> MacGyver. Uh, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I love MacGyver. Whoa. I've been making my wife my wife uh, rewatch the episodes with me. How about, did you make her watch the physics episode? No, we haven't got uh, the physics, the physics episode, epi- which is my favorite it's, episode. The physics episode is great. I love that. Actually, episode. every episode is great, but I very much enjoy the physics episode. The the physics episode is a classic among classics. It is. It's so that's where they have to. They have he goes to judge uh, a physics competition where the kids had to create uh, barriers, I guess, or how do you describe it? Um, uh, they had to like like had to, lock the yeah, had to, dorm room doors. Yeah, they had to be able to, to figure it out. They had to be able to break into the other person's door, and so I, you know they use all the tricks in the physics bag to uh, prevent their classmates. So it's interesting. And of course a there's a, episode. you know, there's a, there's a problem and someone, something happens and they got to be able to, to get into a door and you know, there's MacGyver. Ah, save the day. And he's got bubble gum and duct tape and he gets in there. Exactly. Boom. Like you do. If you're MacGyver and no one else. If you're MacGyver. That is, <laughs> if your name is MacGyver. Fan, or, Angus. If your name MacGyver is Angus. You. Yeah. Angus MacGyver. That was a nice, that's a nice little, uh, trivial tidbit. Yeah, there you go. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You know, gentlemen. his, and then his uh, mom named his son Angus. Named their son Angus. And that's how he knew that that was his son. Right, exactly. And it was such a poignant uh, TV moment there. And I, I cried a little. And then they canceled it. Boo. 
Oh, how many seasons did that show go? A while. Probably about was a, yeah. seven, I think. Seven or yeah, eight. That sounds right. Seven or eight seasons. Seven or eight seasons. Great show. Um so anyway, Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Current TV. And not a show that was on twenty years ago, but uh <laughs> Yeah, so they had a little two-minute vignette on the current season, just kind of some of them, the shots of them and where they're filming now and kind of a, hey, watch, get excited. Uh, it was really funny. Uh, Brian Cranston came on there and said, hey, welcome and get ready for the roller coaster ride to hell. So, yeah. I mean, this is like epic. You know, it's all going to shit and you're you're along for the ride and I can't effing wait. Yeah, and as he said that, if you look behind him, there's like police cars and and all kinds of so you know race cars lasers and airplanes yeah sharks with laser beams attached to their heads <laughs> freaking laser beams freaking laser beams it looks really cool i cannot wait and i cannot wait as you know for hank to get off the toilet yeah exactly he's been on that toilet a long time it's been months man he's backed up Whew, he went through well he's reading that book he, well yeah leaves of grass <laughs> come on that takes a man a while <laughs> Especially if you want to get all the nuance. <laughs> yeah, you got to read it again. You know, it's like watching There's Lord of the Rings a second there. time. All that shit you miss. Yeah. It's like, whoa. You, you can skip the credits. I had though. no idea this is what Whitman was talking about. You're not talking about Lord of the Rings anymore. Wow. Right? Okay. So, so yeah, so, yeah, it looks so great. check out uh, Breaking Bad final season. Uh, Nicholas will put it in the show notes because I just said so, and now he has to do it. Now I got to do it. So there you go. And while we're on the subject of AMC. Uh, a little Walking Dead update. Yes, Walking Dead. So, the Sky Mall plague that we me- we mentioned, uh, me trudging through the Sky Mall catalog at our last episode, and I definitely you didn't turn into a zombie. I did didn't you? turn into a zombie, but it knocked me on my ass, oh, and no. I was definitely sick on Monday and t- or on Sunday and Monday, knocked down for the count uh, with a bad that virus, sucks. which is awful. But. Uh, the good news was that it allowed me to uh, partake in some binge-watching. Did you volunteer to let the CDC live MRI your brain? <laughs> yeah, I'm patient zero. Okay. Did you start watching? I'm patient 19, you mean? You, yeah, I look did. Look at you! Oh, you, I'm so proud of you. You're all grown yeah, up. Yeah, I've been binging. Oh, uh, look at you. So, um, yeah, season one starts out a little slow, but season two gets really good. And I actually watched... All of season two, pretty much like yesterday. Uh, okay. And I just watched the first episode of season three tonight. Oh, my goodness. And it is freaking awesome. It gets really I good. I am about halfway through season okay, two. Okay, what do you think? Uh, I My first thought is I'm upset at myself that I stopped watching when it first came out. Right. Because it does get really good. Yeah. Well, I was surprised um, it was only six episodes on season one. Yeah, so the wife was, I was too. The wife was starting to watch with me, and then she got kind of, she kept trying to stay into it, but she really couldn't. She finally just gave me the green light to, to go ahead and watch without me, which I was like, okay, see ya. Boom, 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 it's boom. Always, it's always good when your wife gives you the green light. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so six episodes, we were done. I was done with season one, and then it was on to season two. And season two, it definitely started to pick up. Um, yeah. and got a little bit more story behind it, a little more character development, introduced some new characters. And, uh, by the end of season two, man, shit went crazy without giving too much away, but, uh, it went real crazy. <laughs> people, the only thing I'll, I'll dislike about the show is that people die a lot. I mean, not there's like a, there's the characters lo- on the show. Like it seems like someone yeah. dies every episode. Uh, that is true. At least it feels that way. It probably isn't ex- every episode, but it always feels like every episode or two, someone on the show is dying, which I understand. I mean, that's an easy way to 
bring on new people because, you know, there's always that. I think in Hollywood, they do that equation where you can't have more than like six or seven characters at any one time because it's too much for people to handle. Yeah, we're too stupid to follow. Right. So, yeah. So I understand like, you know, having to kill people off to bring people on. And obviously zombies is a great way to do that. Uh, but it did, it did <laughs> seem like just, man, oh, yeah, he's, he got fucking bit. Oh, well, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, she's gone. That sucks. Oh, she was a zombie. Oh, shit. So, um, but anyway, uh, I do enjoy the show, and uh, so it sounds like you do as well. I do. It's really good. Um, and, I mean, I, I don't want to give away, you know, I don't want to talk too much and, like, give anything away, but it is really good. And so if you haven't uh, tuned in yet, I definitely recommend binging on it and uh, getting caught up because it's really good. Yeah, first two seasons are on Netflix, and that's are, six yeah. seasons for episode one, and I believe 13 or 14 for ep- or for season two. So this is my right. my suggestion is my recommendation watch the entire first season take a breath and then watch the first couple episodes of season 2 and I think you'll be into it. You know, don't judge it just on season 1. I think they were still yeah. They weren't sure if they were going to get picked up and they were experimenting with this new idea and and so I think that they really didn't know what the show was going to be. It reminded me a lot, I mean not so much in content but just in how it came to fruition like uh Parks and Rec. Because just just because yeah, they just, kind of feeling right, like the first it. season. If you think about that first season of Parks and Rec versus what it is now, I feel a lot like that with Walking Dead, where the first season is not at all can be indicative of what you can expect through at least the second half of season two, and and now even the first episode of season three was whoa, mm-hmm. it was pretty awesome. Exactly. So so highly recommend that. Take uh take a look at that. It's almost I think there's about. Uh, maybe five, four or five episodes maybe left in season three here as it's airing. And then, uh, so maybe it'll be uploaded sometime, you know, this fall, or you can just buy a season pass on iTunes and, uh, get them immediately for that, for that last season. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. That's what I did with, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Another great show. So loving, you know, I'm a big fan of, of shows on cable. You know, I think they, they're getting it right. They're, Buying, you know, they're buying the right shows and putting them mm-hmm. in, in the on the right networks to to really, you know, accentuate the positives. So you ju- your yeah. justifieds, your sons of anarchy, your Breaking Bad's, your Walking Dead's. Um, There's really no way you could do those shows on network television. Yeah, I you mean, could like, do them, but even you could do them, but they just wouldn't work. They wouldn't work. Like the amount of gore and disgustingness that's in Walking Dead. I'm thinking of like the scene at the well. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like there's no way NBC is going to let you show that, no matter what time of night it is. Yeah. So at least not like that. No, not not at all. Not even at ten o'clock. Yeah. I mean. So yeah. So yeah, check out Walking Dead. Uh, a very nice, well put together show. Great show. We're both late to the party, but it's a great show. Hey, and, and you know what? <laughs> I'm I'm a proponent of being late to the party. I think. I think being tardy to the party is where to go with with shows. I think that's what I'm doing with. I've made a stance on the Americans, and that's what I'm going to do with the Americans. Is I don't, it's been picked up for season two, awesome. So mm-hmm. once it's been picked up for season three, maybe I'll start watching then. It's going to be great on Netflix. Exactly, and so I. I mean, I am. I'll be the first in line to say that binge watching is the way to go because it really I had a is. sick day and just pounded through uh, some. Stop laughing, seriously. <laughs> Uh, you're a little boy. You're a little boy. You're you're a little it's Carl. A that's that's yeah. what you are. I need to get you a little sheriff's hat. I do need a little sheriff's hat. That would be awesome. <laughs> like Woody, Sheriff Woody. I think that would be. There's a snake, snake in my boots. 
There's a snake in my boot. Uh, so, um, so that's Walking Dead. So I'm glad yep. to hear that you are on board with that too. I am. I like it. Excellent, excellent. So, um, why don't we uh, move into another bit of follow up from our at last episode, and that was uh, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Yeah, you went to see I it, did, right? Yeah, Oz the Great and Powerful. Saw it on Friday. Now, was Oz great and powerful? Well, let's let's table that. Okay. Let's first talk about a trailer that I saw. Yes. Uh, for during, or I guess be- super before exciting. Oz came on, and that was this new Star Trek trailer. Star Trek trailer number three, I guess. Yeah, so you had some interesting comments on Twitter about yeah, this trailer? Yeah, uh, speculation. Okay. Would you like to share yeah. the speculation with um, the people that already follow you on Twitter? Yeah, well, we, we, we had talked about, it, and I don't think, I don't think we had talked about it on this show. I can't remember if we did or not, but we had talked about the possibility that Benedict Cumberbatch, I have no idea how to pronounce his name. It's okay. Name. No one else does uh, either. That Benedict would be possibly Khan. Okay. Uh, right. Right. That's been Khan. the prevailing uh, notion. Yeah. And, and I won't say that I'm a hundred percent sure that he's not now, but I'm leaning towards feeling like he's probably not because they talked about him being in London. Um, well, I don't remember exactly how they worded it, but it was like there was an attack in London. And it just seems to me that you know, Khan was from India originally. And it seems to me that he, that changing him from India to Britain would be something that not an that wouldn't necessarily happen just because they're in an alternate timeline from the original series. So, well, see where I get kind of confused is so they showed London and London is being destroyed. I mean, does that necessarily mean that he's from London just because he wants no. to see it blown up? No, but I mean, he's a British actor, right? He's not Ricardo Montalban. I mean, well, so is you know Damian Lewis is a British actor, but you didn't know that on Homeland. I, I don't think he's Khan either. Okay. Well, you're, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> Even if it's wrong. Yeah, if it's wrong. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm certainly not going to say that I'm 100% sure that this isn't about Khan and this isn't Wrath of Khan part de. Um, but um, I just get a feeling from all that that I don't think he is. I think this is a new guy. Okay. All right. Well, you've uh, you staked your claim to that uh, prediction. I've cowardly staked the claim. Yeah. It may or may not be Khan. I said this, it. I said it definitively. I am a hundred percent sure that he may or may not be Khan. There you go. So, but a, a well done trailer. I it was very nice on the big yeah. screen. I enjoyed it, and I was very excited, especially after mm-hmm. seeing a preview for The Crudes, which is a oh, dumb show or movie that looks terrible. That I've no desire to see, even though it does have Emma Stone in it. But yeah, she does have a nice voice. Yeah, but not enough for me to to go see it. No, no, thank you. Uh, so yeah, we'll put a link to the trailer in the show notes. There you go. So, or specifically, I will. <laughs> specifically, that will be me. You're welcome. <laughs> By us, I mean me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just the talent. I don't, I don't do any like heavy lifting or anything. You're the voice talent. Yeah, I, I don't do the heavy lifting. You're just the brains behind the Yeah, operation. that's not in my contract. <laughs> you have a contract? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get a craft server. I get a craft service table. I get my own trailer. That's insane. They could, They said they could fire me whenever they wanted. Oh, yeah, you know, you're replaceable. Man, you negotiated way better than I did. Hey, ABC, always be closing. Always be closing. Coffee's for closers. <laughs> Put the coffee down. Uh, right now it's the hashtag long hair don't care. There you go. There you go. That's my new mantra. I can't wait to see uh, it. 
<laughs> I'm gonna put it on a pedestal for you. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, McGruber. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get. Yeah, I do need to get like a fishing vest and a flannel shirt. <laughs> Well, you have to show up this weekend in a final best. Oh, man. That'd be a great she, Halloween costume. That would be good. If I could get the hair to work right. Well, do you want to do you want to yeah, say yeah, yeah. to the audience what you want us to go as for Halloween? Oh, my latest my latest incarnation yeah. was uh Duck Dynasty. Duck the four Dynasty. guys from Duck Dynasty. I tweeted out a picture last night from my Twitter account at the Real Bee Fish um and wanted me and three of my associates to uh to go as uh, members of the Duck Dynasty. It was classic. Duck Dynasty is great. It, they had a marathon on again the other night and watched a couple episodes, and it's just it's good, clean, wholesome redneck fun, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Uh, I highly recommend Duck Dynasty to anybody, and uh, it's it's really fun. And I don't know if it's on. I don't know how many seasons there have been, but it's got to be like like uh, Pawn Stars was, and all these other shows that were on <laughs> Netflix that you could just binge watch, like episode here, episode there. I don't know if it's on instant Netflix, but. Uh, you can catch it on A and E. It's on like all the time, and they always run marathons and such. And so, I would like to point out that A and E originally stood for Arts and Entertainment. Hey, now it's like Swamp Rats and, <laughs> and Duck Dynasty yeah, and Survivor Man or something. Hey, TLC used to stand for the Learning Channel. Yeah, and then it's John and Kate plus eight, and then and yes. then just Kate plus eight, <laughs> and then and then just Kate. Oh. Uh, Just Kate. So, so let's let's talk about Oz, right? Because that's let's talk that about was Oz. exactly what you were asking about. Oz the Great and yeah. Powerful. Uh, actually, like this movie, Nicholas. Good, not a bad flick, and and this is yeah. why, and I'll tell you why. Uh, it does what it's supposed to do. I think you know, it's okay. I don't think it's supposed to be this amazing, grand, like life changing movie. I think it's supposed to be what the original was, and that's just an enjoyable experience, kind of an escape. I mean. You know, that original movie was made in a time where that was really what movies were intended to be, you know, an escape from mm-hmm. life an escape from, you know, the depression and the aftermath of that um, and the up to leading up to World War Two and just people wanting to get away and pay a nickel or a dime or how much it was and, and go see a movie and be transported away. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of these movies were in these faraway lands um, as opposed to you know, where they were now because life was really hard, you know, you know, just being real and life sucked. And, uh, so I think this is what it does. You go and you watch this, it starts out, um, we'll have a spoiler alert at some point. Um, if people actually want, are you going to actually go see this movie? I don't want to spoil it for you. If you're going to go see it, probably will not go see it. I will probably Netflix it. Okay. So I will have, we'll have a spoiler alert in a second and, and warn people when I get into some stuff, but, um, just, uh, you know, overarching, non-spoilery, anyone can listen to this without fear of uh, reprisal, is that, so the beginning starts out in black and white, just like oh, the cool. original one, and then it, and it starts out, so, like, almost just half the screen in the middle, and then once he gets to Oz, it, just like in the original Wizard of Oz, it pans out to Technicolor, you know, in beautiful, beautiful HD now, That's and cool. uh, it's really awesome, so that was a nice nod to the original yeah, um, I thought actors did an amazing job. You've got, um, obviously James Franco as mm-hmm. Oz, who, you know, people were kind of concerned about, didn't know because he wasn't the first choice for Sam Raimi as Oz. Apparently Robert Downey Jr. was offered the role. Oh. And turned it down. Uh, but I guess I could see I that. I could see like, that, but I'm also, con- I would be concerned because it is, I mean, honestly, I know that like the name of the movie is Oz the Great and Powerful, but 
I don't think it's so much about Oz. You're right. Oz the, yeah, Oz see, the movie. The I think anytime he's in a movie, it becomes all about him. Right. I don't think it's so much about Oz the character as it is Oz the land and you like learning about this place that you kind of mm-hmm. knew about, but this is taking you a little bit further back. You're right. This is a set about 20 years before Dorothy gets to Oz. Okay. So this is, you know, what was Oz like before that? Uh, mm-hmm. So I think James Franco did a great job. You've got the three witches, um, Evanora, which is played by Rachel Wise, who, you know, I mm-hmm. have a special affinity for. I um, do. Uh, Mila Kunis, who I also mm-hmm. very much enjoy as Theodora. Uh, and mm-hmm. then Glinda, the good witch. And Glinda yeah, plays Glinda, the good uh, witch. Michelle Williams. Oh, cool. So she actually does a really nice job. So they all did, good. they all did a great job. And you actually you also have Zach Braff. Oh, is in really? the movie as well as his uh, little trusted confidant um, that you'll that you would see. <laughs> uh, so, it, it, really nice story. I think the the challenge was obviously that the original Wizard of Oz was a Warner Brothers uh, movie, mm-hmm. and then this is Disney. So there were certain things that I guess apparently they had to have somebody on set at all times to make sure that things weren't they weren't taking anything that was specific to the movie because obviously you have these so kinds of right you have these uh, well you have books you have all these L Frank Baum books that were based off uh-huh. the story of Oz and the witches and Dorothy and all this stuff and then you have um what Warner Brothers incorporated um uh-huh. into that that added the red slippers and all this stuff so there were things that elements that they could not specifically put into the movie. So I thought that was interesting, but they still managed a really stunning visual presentation. I did not go see it in 3D, but I heard from <laughs> people that did and they, they enjoyed it. I mean, you could definitely tell the scenes that were made for 3D. Uh, uh-huh. it's very, very noticeable. Um, and now, uh, I'll put a little spoiler alert in here because we'll get into some stuff real quick. Okay, listen uh, at your own peril beyond this point for about <laughs> a minute and a half peril. or two minutes, and then we'll let you know. So the big uh, reveal in here was who's the Wicked Witch, right? Oh, who's the Wicked Witch? So you don't know. Uh, oh, but so is it one of the other two, not Glinda? Well, you don't know. Or at first it, you thought you Evan Nora makes, you th- makes Franco think that the only way he can become – apparently there's this legend that uh, that – that Oz is going to come and, and be like the king of the land, be the wizard and save them from the wicked witch. And they uh, think that the wicked witch is Glinda. Evanora has brainwashed Theodora into thinking that Glinda was the one that apparently killed their father, who was the king. So they uh-huh. banish Glinda. And so they've got everyone thinking that Glinda is this evil witch. And so they go send James Franco to kill her and, you know, craziness ensues. Um, but they end up finding out that she's the good witch. They take her to her land and they plot this, uh, quest to, to overthrow the witches. And so, uh, strewn within all this is the fact that James Franco is a bit of a womanizer. And you see this in the beginning of the movie, um, how he's womanizing on a, all these different people as part of the carnival. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so when he gets to Oz, apparently he gets, uh, Theodora falls in love with him. And this is Mila Kunis character. Uh, and then, uh, he gets, you know, he goes off to kill Glinda and then is, you know, obviously seen working with her as they find out that she's not the bad witch. Uh, and then, uh, Rachel Wise's character uses this to trick, you know, Evanora to say, Hey, you know, he's, he's doesn't really love you. 
You know, he doesn't want to be your, he doesn't want you to be his queen and all this stuff. And so she has this broken heart. And so Evan Norris says, I can fix it. I can make it all better. And gives her this apple, which I thought was interesting and kind of a mm-hmm. Disney thing with the, you know, Snow White. But uh, she b- takes a bite out of the apple and she becomes the Wicked Witch. Oh, green no. and everything. So, uh, so really interesting. So she becomes the Wicked Witch of the West. Everyone kind of thought that the, uh, that Rachel Wise was the, was going to be actually the Wicked Witch of the West. I actually thought it. Um, mm-hmm. she had, uh, you know, she was all decked out in green and she had the emerald, I guess was her jewel as, the, as the witch. And so right. it was a really cool reveal when, uh, it was Mila Kunis, which kind of makes sense because you're obviously building this to the fact that it's going to be another 20 years before, uh, you know, Dorothy even arrives. So the witch mm-hmm. has got to have some time to age along with James, yeah. along with James Franco. So there, it's all about what's going to happen in those next 20 years. And it's, you know, Rachel Wise is a little, you know, lover, but she's getting up there. So. <laughs> you don't want to see her in 20 years. No. Um, so that's the, that's the big reveal there. And so then it's this whole quest to, to, you know, get rid of the witches from the Emerald City because they're actually in the Emerald City at that point. Uh, but some really nice nods to the old Wizard of Oz, especially with how they present the Wicked Witch and uh, mm-hmm. how she enters and, and leaves and, and just her whole presentation as that character was really well done. Uh, really cool special effects with her as well. So I uh, very much enjoyed it. And uh, awesome. a couple of really cool Easter eggs as well. Are you familiar with the term Easter eggs? I am. Okay, good. Right, does our, if our audience <laughs> is not familiar with the term Easter eggs, as my wife was not, um, it uh, is in terms of, you know, little uh, little little tidbits of uh, facts dropped in there for people that may appreciate, you know, or foreshadow or just appreciate the history of, uh, of the Oz world. Um, in terms of the fact that there's a scene where, so when she gets her heart broken, Mila Kunis is seen crying. And mm-hmm. as she's crying, her tears are burning into her face and leaving scars. Oh. So foreshadowing her, uh, her susceptibility to fire, I mean, to water, yeah, because she's, water, she's yeah. the fire witch because she's like the red jewel is like her jewel. And she, when she gets really upset, she's got a little bit of a temper on her. She was shooting these fireballs. So. So yeah, she's the fire witch. So that showed her susceptibility to water, which you learn uh, is her undoing in uh, in the Wizard of Oz. That's cool. Uh, the other thing is there was uh, references to the Scarecrow, Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion, which was really interesting. Really? Yeah. So they had a they used a bunch of the bunch of the Munchkins made scarecrows to as a just as a decoy toy or decoy tool uh, going into the Emerald City. Uh, which mm-hmm. was really funny, and then the Tin Man—they were—they t- were introducing the Master Tinkers, and especially this one guy who could say he could build anything, and apparently he's the guy that builds the Tin Man. Uh, and then the Cowardly Lion, obviously, uh, you know, the lion. And there was a scene where the lion, this huge lion, was attacking the Zach Braff character, and of course James Franco comes in and does his magic thing um, and gets uh, the lion to get scared and, and run away as a as a Cowardly Lion. There you go. So nice little nods there, and then and then the last thing was obviously um, the in the beginning. So there is a um, Michelle Williams plays uh, a woman who is apparently in love with James Franco's character, in love with Oz. You know, Oz mm-hmm. in in the real world in Kansas, and she comes to him and says that she's going to marry this other guy. And how does he feel about this? I guess it's like a latch ditch effort to say, "Hey, you know, do you love me? Do you want to be with me?" And of course, the right. womanizing guy says, "Oh, that guy, you know, that guy named Gail. He sounds like a good man. Um, you'll be happy." And so apparently, guy named Gail. Yeah, his last name is Gail. So apparently, oh. what I read about later was that Dorothy's last name is Gail. 
So I guess they're foreshadowing that this is going to be Dorothy's mother. Oh. So there you go. Okay, cool. Yeah, so so some fun little factoids there. Those are cool. I love stuff like yeah. that in a movie. So now, guys, you can listen again. We'll No more spoilers will be had. Tune back in. Tune back in now. Um, so I did enjoy the movie. I thought it was a it was a fun a fun movie. Uh, it started off a little slow, but I guess it kind of has to to kind of develop into you know you got the beginning part with it's just him kind of being this sideshow magician guy. But mm-hmm. uh, you know once you get into Oz, the first ten minutes or so, introduce some more characters, you start to really get invested and just uh, enjoy the show. So I uh, cool. I highly recommend it. Thumbs up. Yeah, it was a good movie. Good. Um, so that's all I had about Oz. Cool. Oz is a recommend. Oz is a recommend. Uh, one more thing that's a recommend, or at least it's a recommend for me. I'll see how you feel about it. So, uh, okay. new TV show. I don't know. Did we mention it on the last episode? I know I talked to you about uh, watching it, but I don't know if we mentioned it. But there's a new show. I can't remember if we did or not, but you definitely talked about it on Twitter. Yeah, there's a new show on Comedy Central called Nathan for You. Uh, Nathan is a Canadian. So it's funny, we call full circle here. We, There's your problem. We started right talking there. about Canada. And uh, so he has a show that helps people with, you know, marketing and marketing their businesses think, or their endeavors to help make it better. Yeah, I think the the problem I initially had with it was I didn't understand what the point of it was. But the clip that you sent me where he explains I'm a, a business major from Canada and I'm into help, like having that explanation at the beginning helped me see the the whole scenario thing and, and why it was funny. Well, I think. And so after I saw that, it made a lot more sense to me. Right. But I think that at the end of the day, he's just a comedian. I mean, he's a comedian. Oh, right? yeah. He's a comedian he's, and he's just trying to get these. I think his screwing with people. His cell is the fact that he's so deadpan about it and he's can just deliver these messages and deliver this story about what he can do to fix them with just such candor and just not just keep a straight face and just say what it's not a good idea this is this is a great idea this is a fantastic so we'll give you some examples of some of his ideas um so the first one is the one i sent you which is he decided to help out a struggling frozen yogurt business by introducing a new flavor to create some buzz good idea right good idea right yeah yeah that flavor is poo. Yeah, the flavor of poo. So really funny, really interesting <laughs> clip that he actually contacted a flavor company and the flavor company said the flavor company food. said that they could not turn down a request. They have to make everything that people request. I can just like see like when they get that request and they're like, oh, do we what? We have to they do made this? it. They made feces extract. Feces and they extract. made poo yogurt from it. And then they did they did a focus group. And the people were like, oh, it tastes like licorice or pe- peppermint. <laughs> it tastes like peppermint. And then the one girl's like, oh, this kind of tastes like poo. And he then he like pushed her and was like, how do you know? How, how did that? How did you come to that conclusion so quick? What is your frame of yeah, reference? Yeah, what are you basing that off of? Um, so I just, I mean, I love that. I love the fact that he just puts these people in uncomfortable situations and is super serious about it. Like, and then he goes to talk to the marketing guy and says, you know, I went to go use the bathroom and... I saw on your keys that you had a drove a Porsche and what do you think about the saying that people who drive, you know, Porsches have small penises and then they get into this two minute conversation about it. It was very funny. Oh, um, so they introduced the poo yogurt, you know, kind of mixed, obviously it brought people in there, but kind of mixed reviews. And then of course he he comes back the next day 
And I got a great idea. <laughs> he comes like the next day and says, you know what? I was eating dinner last night and, uh, I saw some rat poo on the floor and it made me lose my appetite. So I'm thinking that maybe it's not such a good idea to have a poof uh, flavor next to, you know, in a business. And the kid looks, <laughs> the manager the, looks the at him look like, on his face. He's like, I think I told you that yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I, that was great. That was great. So, uh, <laughs> I recommend you check out the show. They usually have, you know, two or three different storylines going for different businesses. Another one that's up there. And they have a, a lot of these video clips on, um, on the site, if you go to on the they Comedy on Central, the yeah, and there's some on YouTube as well. Yeah. I saw a few on YouTube. Yeah, so if you go to Comedy Central uh, and you look, search for Nathan for you, a bunch of the video clips are on there, uh, including the uh, Santa in the Summer clip, which was really funny. He was trying to, no, I haven't seen. He was that trying one. to help out this uh, the Santa who was, you know, didn't really have much work in the summertime by offering discount photos at the mall for Santa in the summer. And it's a good idea. So he goes there and gets the permission of the mall. But then apparently there's a background check done. And Santa had a DUI a number of years ago. (laughs) So the mall said, no way, no, you know, no how you're not going to be able to do this. And so they sneak in anyway. But he doesn't he doesn't have the heart to tell the Santa guy. So the Santa guy doesn't know that they're not allowed in the mall. So he sneaks into the mall. He starts taking pictures. I mean, it's. And then he was like, right before they started, he said, okay, when I say abort, that means we pick up and we just go. No questions asked. And the guy's looking at him like, what? Uh, so that was pretty funny. There's another one I haven't seen yet, but I, I saw advertised on the site. I think it was one of the early uh, episodes that I missed was that he was advertising for helping out a gas station by offering gas for $1.75. And oh, is this the rebate? Yeah, thing? so they'd have a rebate, and apparently the rebate had you go up to this mountain and somewhere in the middle of town to claim this rebate. And apparently, like people actually <laughs> went, and some crazy stuff went down there. So I got to find that episode and watch it when it comes on. I see that. Uh, you can catch Nathan for you uh, on Thursdays at ten thirty on Comedy Central, and it's it's just pretty funny. I mean, it's funny to see the situations. There's another one where he decides to help out a local petting zoo. By uh, <laughs> saw that the by pig. faking the the pig saving a goat and the whole thing that he gets people involved and he actually <laughs> like trainers and yeah, scuba, yeah, divers. scuba divers and stuntmen and then he has it's really funny like this one stunt guy is talking to everyone and letting them know about all of his other movies and stuff like that and he's like okay this guy's gonna be a problem he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> let he's gonna let the cat out of the bag so he meets him at like a a train station and he has him on the edge of the train station and he's like. literally threatening him pretty much in a funny way like not to say anything and the guy's like are you holding me over the train like threatening me he's like oh so funny so uh, i'd recommend watching nathan for you it's it's a pretty funny show it is funny yeah so did you so were you uh you watched the poo yogurt have you caught any of the other ones i watched the the poo yogurt and i watched the uh the hero pig and i watched the uh the graffiti one have you seen the graffiti one he like yes, yes. Or, or or the kid draws the two penises in his hand. Yeah. But I love how he tests. He put a bunch of posters up, and he tested which one uh, would be the <laughs> which best. Which one was most likely? Which one most likely have penises drawn on them? Oh, really funny. There's another uh, funny one apparently that I haven't seen. I haven't caught yet about uh, pizza delivery, where 
if the pizza doesn't doesn't oh, get there I saw in like like an ad for yeah, that, if it doesn't get there in like eleven minutes or something, it's free. But then it's the pizza is like really tiny. And then they still <laughs> yeah, have it's to, like two inches. Long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you get a free pizza, but you still pay for the original one. So the 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 restaurant isn't out any money. So I mean, really interesting. So it's I mean, it's a guy who people think has this really extensive marketing business background, but he's really just a a real deadpan comedian who's trying to to make some funny stuff happen. And it's just really interesting to see people's reactions to it and how they, they go along with it. Right. So they, yeah, they they buy into it and it's really funny to see how far, how far they can go before either they say something or Nathan says something. Uh, It's it's really funny. (laughs) So check out Nathan for you. You can also follow Nathan on, uh, on Twitter. What's his uh, Twitter? Um, I believe Twitters. it's at Nathan Fielder. So, yeah. That sounds N-A-T-H-A-N-F-I-E-L-D-E-R. There you go. Do Nathan it. Fielder. Do it. Well, that was a show. That was a show. That was a heck of a show. Let's get to the agenda. Boom. It's oh, agenda wait. time, guys. We don't have one. Oh, nope. No agenda. That's it. That was our news and follow-up was our agenda. So did we yep. did we have news and follow up or did we just have an agenda with no news and follow up? You know, these are the questions that Wow, that hurts. Really make you think. That hurts my head. So that's it. So that's all we have today, folks. I hope you I hope yeah. you enjoyed our show. I hope it was everything you could have had uh, had wanted and more in a in a midweek episode. It was it was good. It was good for me. It was, it good was for great you. for me. And uh gave you some new shows to watch and some some movies yeah. to check out and uh and getting you excited about, you know, baseball and uh, the basketball, which we will be discussing probably next week. Yes, we got Selection Day on Sunday. Selection Day on Sunday, yes. Selection Sunday, yes. Selection Sunday. Yes, you, and we've got our uh, our app coming out uh, oh yeah, in sim- a couple of Simple days. Bracket. I'm, ex- simple I'm excited bracket. about that. It was. Yeah. I watched the video. Uh, the video, the pretty, video cool. is pretty funny. And then uh, watching the, how it explained how, the, how it works in the, the, the GUI, the graphical user interface. I'd love a good GUI. Yeah, you do. That's what I heard about you. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Ford and his GUI. That's all, all he needs. That's all he needs. That's all you need. A man know. and his GUI. A man and his GUI. Uh, so there you go. So for, uh, you know, this is it. This is all. Say la vie. Goodbye. For Nicholas, this is Brandon. <laughs> Until next time, stay classy. Life is life.